Hello and welcome into a new edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. And joining me tonight is Christian Ernst. Hello. And Dalton Bishop. Happy to have you guys on. Hey. Before we dive into the NFL, we have mm-hmm. some interesting news coming out of the NCAA. A couple news of notes that I it was really weird timing for one of them, especially. It is a Pat Chambers stepping down from Penn State's men's basketball coach, which it's just just odd timing because the season's scheduled to start in about a month or so, and probably a lot of personal reasons. I just think the timing is awkward on that, but obviously he felt that it was the best situation for him and his family, so I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes now. Dalton, do you have anything, like, you saw the news, your reaction to that was? Kind of surprising, yeah. No, I mean, I think it was uh, kind of a uh, different move, uh, something we haven't seen just yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if more D1 coaches started to step down due to the procedures and stuff yeah. like that. So. I mean, I'm looking into uh, – apparently is a – the according to Wikipedia is where I have this pulled up right now. He stepped down following an investigation mm. in the past conduct, so maybe he had some – Conduct issue. I mean, there's also an inf- oh. that's. I, get, I don't oh, okay. know the entire. I don't know the entire story, obviously. Okay, that's. Yeah. Okay, maybe, then I that's mean, got I nothing to do with COVID. Then. That's a... There was also a story about Greg Marshall recently from mm. Wichita State that was very disturbing. But so far, no news on that front. If anything does happen, I'll mention it here. But Penn State last mm. year was 21 and 10, and a couple years ago they were 26 13 NIT champions in 2018. So he's had them on the cusp of the NCAA tournament more than likely had there not been a cancellation of the tournament. So, again, again, if there's a conduct issues that we don't know about that they handled internally, then that's obviously a different situation. But I was just – the timing was weird. It's like back when Rick Pitino was at Louisville and then, like, fired – well, I mean, that was also new information came out and they were coming off one scandal, had another scandal. So they, that, that had to move quickly there with Louisville, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rick Pitino, and then, because, you know, David Padgett took over. It's mm-hmm. like, we start practicing in, like, two days. I'm now the interim coach. Like, that was another, that's a different situation, too, completely. So I was just kind of taken aback by the uh, situation, the re- resignation. But, you know, obviously, hopefully, whatever it is that he gets treatment for, and, like, hopefully he's not, that can improve his conduct. Christian, anything you want to add about the situation with Penn State and Pat Chambers? I mean, really not much. Uh, like you said, Penn State, you know, they weren't, you know, a great team this year. But, you know, they could have had a spot for uh, NCAA tournament this year if there was a uh, worldwide pandemic going on. So, you know, they could have went, you know, decently far. But, I mean, not really much. If it's like a misconduct thing, then that's its own thing. But I've. I'm pretty sure it's not a COVID situation. If that was the case, there would have been, I think, uh, more coaches stepped down by now. Yeah. I don't – I haven't followed the situation that closely. Another one I haven't followed too closely, but I thought it was just kind of a – I mean, it's not funny necessarily, but I thought it was just kind of dumb on his part. Odell Beckham Jr. has now been given a two-year ban from LSU. Basically, he can't – like be like on property, you can't like promote them. I, I don't know exactly what the details are because of the whole national championship thing and 
allegedly fake dollar bills. I mean, who knows if they were fake or not, but like they won the championship and celebrating and apparently LSU didn't like that. So they give him a two year ban for, I mean, he, I just, Odell's a funny dude off the field and on the field. So I, mean, I don't know. I don't take that much into it. I just thought we'd talk about it a bit. Dahl, anything you want to add about Odell Beckham? Well, it's kind of a silly situation to be honest with you. I think I was at work when I saw the headlines. I was like, well, Come on, Odell yeah. just can't get away with anything. Dude. I mean, I get, your alma mater won the championship. Poor and you're guy, celebrate like, with your t- with the guys. I mean, yeah, like come on, like that's <laughs> like cut the man some slack. Yeah. Like he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Like I mean, like I'm all for like pro players. So like you know, I mean, you had, just, come on. Come I mean, you had on. Joe Burrow in the fun. locker room smoking a cigar after the victory. <laughs> yeah, and what's he doing right now? Yeah. He's currently playing in the NFL. Well, he no was also. Because I, mean, I think, that. like, also with you know, Burrow, like, once there. your final game ends, you're like not taking under jurisdiction with the way rules at that point. But also, yeah, well, so I think, well, like, smoking some, a cigar oh, and then also having fake okay. money or what yeah. you know, all the issues day before, you know. Yeah, yeah. Odell was just being funny. I thought. I was in a different situation. And, and also, Odell yeah, is, you know, guy. a little bit older than Joe Burrow. Like, you know, Joe Burrow's still a kid. Like, he can, you know, if he wants to smoke a cigar, he can smoke a cigar. Yeah, and I mean, the thing, I think the situation was just Odell was considered a booster in that regard. And the players, like, some of them weren't, like, they still uh-huh. really love in the way. So, like, it gets in, like, it's like kind of a gray area. And, you know, the way likes oh, to sure. do anything they can to protect themselves and their business model. But anyway, that's about all I have for the NCAA notes. Coaching in the NBA, there was, since we last talked, three different guys have been hired to fill head coaching vacancies. It was the Clippers hiring former Cavaliers coach and NBA champion Tyron Lue. Pelicans went out and, or, yeah, Pelicans went and hired former NBA coach and, well, now former TNT analyst. Stan Van Gundy, brother of Jeff Van Gundy, who's on ESPN as an analyst there. And the Indiana Pacers, with what I would say the biggest surprise of the three, hiring Nate, and I'm probably not going to butcher this, Jorkgren, I believe is how I've heard it pronounced, an assistant coach with the Raptors has taken over the Pacers job. So I just want to spend a few minutes talking about those hires. I think of those three that I've mentioned, I think Ty Lue's probably the best situation because the Clippers – I mean, who knows how the Rockets will look next year, but talent-wise, the Clippers have the most talent oh, yeah. of the three, probably. Did you hear today that the Clippers are trying to break I did up not, that roster? I mean, it's not surprising because of... Or that was... That was reports. in recent reports, I mean, in quotations. They do have to do so, some kind yeah. of reconstruction, because, like, uh, we have no clue what the cap's going to be anyway. But also, Trez, the free agent. Oh, yeah. I think Bever Lewill might be in a contract year or hitting fringy soon. Okay, again, I think Ty Lue's the best fit. Stan Van Gundy, though, he's has success, notably with Orlando, and he took them to NBA Finals with Dwight Howard. So, And they have Zion now. I'm not saying mm-hmm. Zion and Dwight are going to be the same, but he has coached a star player in the past. And who knows? Yeah, who knows how Stan's oh, development real? will be of Zion. So... And like I said, the Pacers with Jorkwin, I'm not entirely sold on it yet. I don't think it'd be – I mean, we don't know because Nick Nurse has only coached two years, so we don't really know how his coaching tree is going to look. But obviously he was on the roster and then they won the championship. And usually assistant coaches, you know you're developing players, taking players under your wings. 
And we know how good Toronto's roster has been the last few years. So if he brings that same energy to Indiana and they can, like, a, keep Oladipo and Sabonis and company, that team could be something to watch out for. So I'll throw it to Dawn. What were your thoughts on uh, the three coaching hires? Kind of interesting. I don't know. I thought um, I thought the Pacers hired caught me out. Really, you know, caught me off guard. Um, Clippers wasn't surprising. Um, assuming they keep. And their also, I mean, I didn't mention, but Lou was an assistant coach year. for the Clippers this past year under Doc Rivers, so like he knows the roster already. So yeah. And it's both a relationship. Yeah, for sure. And uh, um, the other hire, uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy. Jeff might get hired. Gundy. talk about him possibly going somewhere. Dude. I hope, I hope both Van Gundys I'll, get hired. Oh, like the hardball battles duel. in the NFL uh, when they had happened for the uh, stretch. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think – I think that one should be kind of kind of interesting, but um, it's been a little bit since he's coached, so I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not gonna like go all in on that move just yet. I'm gonna see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, he first. was not. He didn't really do well uh, in Detroit. So, well, tough in Detroit. Yeah, the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he, I think he really needs to. I don't know. Give me about ten games, and I'll see if I'm. Yeah. All in or not. Chris, anything you want to add about the uh, coaching hires in the NBA? Uh, by far, the Ty Lue one is definitely the best of the three. Uh, Indiana, I think they're like in purgatory just with all their hires and stuff, not being able to work. Um, and also Victor Oladipo, there are rumors that he wants to get out of Indiana um, just because they did get swept by my boys in Miami. So, you know, that could be the yeah. It could have been a McMillan thing. McMillan was not <laughs> my boys. Not <laughs> like he wasn't, but at the same time, like I still, I still enjoy the fact that Miami uh, swept them. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, what Indy, yeah. we'll see what Indiana <laughs> does. Said, my boys. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be great. You know, if they get a playoff spot, they get a playoff spot, but it'll be like probably seven or eight. And um, with Stan yeah. Van Gundy, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who say they don't like the move. I'm really indifferent about it. Um, he did okay in Detroit. Not great, but he did okay. And people are saying, like, he knows defense, so he could help Zion in that stretch in the second year. So that could work. But I'm not a big fan of the Pelicans move. I hope they do really good just because of Zion and everything because yeah. everyone loves Zion and ESPN and, you know, the sports world. Yeah. Zion drives ratings, but also they also got other guys like Brandon Ingram was most improved last year. Lonzo they have a good core. Good. Yeah. Also, the vet. I mean, they have veteran debt with JJ Redick on the team. Like that team is not hard off the benches, they, and you know he's not that bad either. Yeah. yeah, I mean they did trade half. They did acquire like half their roster from the eight. Yeah, with trade. that, yeah, and with the Ty Lue mm-hmm. situation, you know. Um, you know, they may break down the roster besides Kawhi and Paul George, or they may actually get rid of Paul. Who knows? Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think Ty Lue is, you know, definitely the best candidate. I think he was the best candidate in this pool. So, glad that the Clippers uh, kept them. Yeah. So, uh, according to my calculations, right now we only have uh, two NBA vacancies right now. There's a uh... – Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder. Dalton, do you 
have any clue who the Thunder are A, interested in, or B, who you would like them to hire? No and no. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I am uh, I'm not really going to follow that coaching really that much because um, coaching can only take yeah. you so far, right? Um, as we've seen in recent memory, um, you got to have players. And right now, and of course, right now, my team's roster, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder is not really um, in prime position yeah, to make a run. Especially let's just with say Chris that. Paul rumors and, um, around all you know, day. I think – yeah, for sure, for sure. And honestly, you know, I think I think he did a great job this past year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was shipped somewhere else. And I'm perfectly fine with the young core. But um, yeah, no, I uh, hopefully hopefully they, they um, get a get a coach in there who can do pretty well with young players and good development and um, progress progress. And of course, when I say progress, I mean getting past. Yeah, the first you, round of the playoffs. If you yeah, make, losing if you the make first it into game the playoffs. is just not so. always good. While on the topic of uh, Houston, Mike, so you so. just mentioned Houston. Daryl Morey, their GM, recently just stepped down after the season. He had been there for 13, 14 years, something like that. And, of course, if some people may remember, preseason he came under fire for his comments about free Hong Kong that – NBA didn't like that because their China market is their second largest market. It costs the league some money. It was that's a mm-hmm. whole big controversy that I'm not entirely sure the entire details. I'm not gonna go much in depth on that portion of it. But Daryl Moore was more mostly known for his analytical approach to the league with uh, how he like managed the team and everything. So it was, it was interesting to see that he stepped down. But Rockets now have a chance to go get a coach and a GM. Which that's normally good because usually you have a GM who's hired, or you can hire a coach first and then you get a GM that they're not necessarily working head to head with, so they can maybe go out get a GM, then bring a coach that the GM works well with. We'll see how that situation unfolds. But Dawn, do you have any other thoughts on Daryl Morey and the surprise stepping down from GM? I think it was about time. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you can only go so long with a certain. Yeah, you, you see I mean, what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know. When you're like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's done enough. Obviously, moves, notable the James Harden trade. Done enough, you know. He tried to. Yeah, yeah, he did. He made he made that trade back when, and um, he traded for Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like his time was up, and um, you know, I mean, honestly, if I was him, I'd take I'd take a breather for a little bit. I'm sure he'll get another. He'll get. He'll definitely get another job somewhere else with another franchise. Um, but you know, right now, just yeah. chill out. You know, um, I thought that there were some reports where he was like he wanted to just, just go back home with his kids, yeah, and chill out. Which I that's totally understandable, uh, especially now in these certain times that we have. Um, I also saw that there was um, reports how Houston wanted to hire from within to, for their for their next general manager, which doesn't surprise me because um, hiring with from like. You know, within their organization is probably the the best idea. Um, again, especially like in these times and stuff. Um, you saw what the Clippers did; they hired from within. Uh, it was a pretty good move, but um, yeah, no. It was, yeah, I mean, you can only go time. so far, and also he's been there thirteen years, and they never made it to the NBA Finals. Which again, making a conference spot is still an accomplishment because only four teams make that a year. 
But, I mean, yeah, it kind of ran its course. You have James yeah. Harden, who's been there a while, MVP, winner. So, I mean, you have to expect maybe one time to break through the West. So, again, we'll see what they do. Chris, anything you want to add about Daryl Morey surprisingly stepping um, down? You know, I'm kind of surprised and also kind of not surprised. You know, like y'all said, you know, Houston has had multiple times of trying to make the finals. Uh, they were up, I believe, what, 3-2 against Golden State at one point. Chris Paul yeah, the hurt. one year, then Chris Paul and, got injured. you know, that went that way. And then they thought they were right there, so they traded Paul for Westbrook, who, you know, talent-wise, I think it's about like an even trade. And they still couldn't do anything this year and last year. So, you know, you've like you like you said, you have a, you have too many shots of trying to go to the finals, and you miss them on both. So you gotta, you know, you gotta try and find something else and try and break that ceiling. So, you know, it's sad for them. You know, sad for him to step down. He may get another job somewhere else. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Houston just has to. You know, they have to scrap it all down and try and rebuild what they can do. Because really, they only got Harden and, like, a okay Westbrook right now. Yeah. I mean, they like said they went small ball a lot with him. But now to transition to baseball, the World Series is going on right now. Not as we speak, but, like, it's going on. It's one game apiece for the Dodgers and the Rays. But before we dive into our, our World Series first two games, I do want to recap the – championship series for both the AL and the NL. Both went seven games. The Rays led three games to none on the Houston Astros. Houston comes back, forces a game seven, but sadly wasn't enough. Randy, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name exactly. Arozarena, I guess how you pronounce it. He's been amazing for the Rays. He won LCS MVP for them. And then Dodgers were up three – or no, the Dodgers were down three games to one, completed that comeback against Atlanta, and Corey Seager was named MVP in that series. And like I said, World Series right now, game one went to the Dodgers, game two went to the Rays, game three scheduled for tomorrow as we record this, which would be Friday. I don't know whenever you listen to this podcast. So it's been I'm excited and we'll have a winner in next week. So I'm excited for that. Dawn, anything you have to add about the baseball series going on? Yeah, man. Good series. Good I, Dodgers, different. Right? I mean, I've my preseason prediction <laughs> was the Dodgers, even back in like March. When because I, I think that roster is just top to bottom really good. Of course, I also said the yeah. Yankees would come out of the AL and that. Ross, that talent in the Yankees is so good, and they always underachieve. But yeah, no, hey man, hey man, if they win, if they win this World Series, they wouldn't be, they would be dodging any no, more titles. No, that right? was a bad. That was a bad real bad. Run. I mean, you ain't wrong. <laughs> Sorry, the Dodgers do myself. have the most World Series losses myself. of any franchise. Wait, uh, I mean, but they also they have a lot of pennants to make it. They make it there a lot, so you can't really fault them. Chris, anything you have to add with baseball? I mean, uh, except for the Braves, I will say, losing to Toronto – or not losing Toronto, to L.A. Uh, and coming back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I think it's going to be – I hope it's a seven-game series. The final game seven, if it's necessary, is actually Wednesday and it's on my birthday. <laughs> so, that's – that's going to be yeah. insane. I will now watch that. I'll oh. probably be hammered on my 21st. 
Happy birthday. We had the World Series begin on my birthday. Oh, yeah, that's on right. Tuesday, so, it's going to be one of our birthdays and then on one of our birthdays. So, it'll be interesting. Um, awesome I got the Rays personally. Uh, this is only their second time being in the World Series. I don't know if they won it or not. They lost in 08 oh, to right. the Phillies. It was sooner. Yeah. So I, I kind of want Tampa to win, you know, the second time around. Maybe they can win. Um, and I saw something crazy where it's like their entire market is like $28.5 million and two L.A. Dodgers make more than that. Mm-hmm. Mo- Mo- oh, yeah. And, they uh, had Hershaw. the 27th. Yeah, because Tampa Bay is the 27th out of 30 in payroll, and the Dodgers, I believe, is second only behind yeah. the Yankees. Second or third, Dodgers are up there. I don't know who else is up there. But it's just interesting because baseball, if you've ever seen the movie Moneyball, it's so unfair how they like the money situation with the markets, but it's a whole other argument. But I've ex- I mean, Tampa Bay, just having them be good, it's so weird because I don't – so recap for those who don't know. In, I mean, yes, NHL, NBA had delayed their seasons and they made a bubble. NHL winner was Tampa Bay Lightning. NBA winner, Los Angeles Lakers. So we have L.A. and Tampa in the World Series this year. And, you know, we also could have an L.A. Tampa Super Bowl if the Chargers were any good. But Super Bowl's in Tampa. Are you kidding me? Rams Well, that's your NFC. I'm just playing with you. I'm playing with you. But I jokingly said, I tweeted this out. No one responded because I don't get much feedback on tweets. But. Wherever Tom Brady, and I saw another tweet that was like updating even further back. Like wherever Tom Brady is, uh, that city wins because he was born in like the Bay Area, San Francisco, the in like Oakland, that Bay Area. Like they won World Series, Super Bowls, the 49ers. He goes to Michigan. The Red Wings hockey team is very good during his stretch there, and Michigan won a national championship when he was there. He's in Boston for twenty years, of course. We all know the dominance Boston sports has had. Now he's in Tampa, and the Lightning are good. The Rays are good. The Bucks. We'll see what happens with him this year. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I just I had, I had a reference. I can't remember who tweeted this out, but it was funny to see. Wherever Tom Brady goes, I hope he retires in Green Bay. Oh yeah, Green Bay. He'll go to Green Bay, and then the Green Bay Milwaukee. Yeah, and they all win championships. <laughs> That'd be. Fun. Okay, it's just it's a crazy. I mean, I jokingly was talking about Tom Brady. Wherever he goes, they win because of Tampa and Boston. I didn't know clue did it back further than that, but it was just something that I thought it was. We'll see. I mean, I get. I I just want a good series. I don't really care one way or another. I mean, I do love. But I, de- I, I definitely him, do think but... if we didn't have coronavirus and didn't have <laughs> all this stuff, I don't know if Tampa Bay would seriously be in the World Series right now. They would be have been a good team. They, they would have made the playoffs. playoffs. I, don't I don't think know. they would have been. On this stretch of World Series team. Yeah, I mean, it's – but also they did the Me best neither. record. Well, now, so, but yeah, baseball's games. a weird sport. You still have a hard, you had 102, yeah, you didn't play. Yeah, it's a caveat you always got to say. Like, oh, yes, they won. It was, but, it was only you know, games that season. References. Yeah. Just put their title yeah, on the It's not an asterisk. It's still a championship. It's just – how they got there. <laughs> yeah, it's like you gotta like put like a footnote or so, yeah. like something on it. It's like it's like, it's like a couple of years that Washington won the Super Bowl in the eighties. There's like there's a strike short near, but 
No one's like he's like yeah they won yeah there was a strike but you know still a legitimate still, championship you know like they're like, still gonna win uh, well the NBA championship yeah. even though it's LA that one's gonna be like well I mean they did have basically two seasons so yeah I mean, it's, it's, again it's so weird here for everyone but you know what everyone's on the same playing court, hopefully so, next year sport leagues are back to semi normal yeah it's gonna take a while. Hey, they're literally on the same. Well, play, yeah, that's so. how you play the games. But on that bad pun, we're gonna go oh, to an ad. Don't. We're gonna I'm go. Gonna keep no, no, you're not. We're gonna go to an ad break, and then we'll go talk <laughs> NFL. If you want to make NFL puns, you know, be my guest. I'm not gonna stop you. I will All be right, your guest. Up, I'm bro. literally your guest right now. <laughs> okay, to the ad break. Welcome back from the ad break. I know you guys want to. Uh, Take a little bit to rush off those bad puns that Dalton was making before the break hit. <laughs> I'm just ah. messing with you, boy. Yeah, sure. Okay, no, I'm, I'm, you, dog. I'm in every <laughs> But we got some, in a, we got some <laughs> very fun NFL news. As of now, we are down to three final undefeated teams. We have the Seahawks. We have the – actually, not the Chiefs. I'm going to pull – I cannot – it's the Seahawks, the Titans – and the Steelers are the three ring undefeated teams. And actually, we have the Steelers and Titans playing this week. So, one of the, uh, ele- well, we don't know. There's scheduled play. We could always see something change. So, we will debate that one later, but we will have one undefeated team lose this week at least. And then we also, on the flip side, there's one winless team. The other two got their first win. But the winless team is the. Any guesses? You all know because you've been following the sport. It's the New York Jets with Adam Gase. Congratulations, Adam Gase, on a job well done. In other related news, that first I want to get you guys thoughts on this situation. It was kind of a little bit off guard for Mm. me when I saw it, but we knew it was going to happen eventually. Is uh, the Dolphins naming Tua Tagovailoa the starting quarterback for this week, or they're on bye right now? But he's now going to be the starter going forward. Uh, Fitzpatrick said he was caught off guard. He was a little upset about this situation. You know, he supports his teammates and, you know, wishes him the best. Because, you know, they're all in this together. They're on the same team. And, I mean, I've just been listening to a bunch of people's opinions. Some people think it was, like, the Dolphins' plan was to go to a bye week. But their bye got moved up. So, maybe the plans changed with that. And that's why Tua is getting the start. But, I mean, we knew he was going to start eventually. We didn't know when. So, I'm happy to see him play because we all saw him play Alabama. He was really good. And you know he'll be the first lefty to play. The, well, he already did that last Sunday playing for two snaps. First lefty to play since Kellen Moore. So, that's going to be a lot different for defenses because most of them haven't played a left-handed quarterback in years. So, Dahl, what were your thoughts on uh, Tua being named the starter for the Dolphins? Love to see it, baby. I love to see it. Yeah, we get more youth in there. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure our friend Jared is really, really happy. Oh, yeah, that. for sure. Christian, what was your reaction to the news of two of uh, It's awesome, I think. You know, it's sad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because they were doing really good. I'm pretty sure they're three and three at this point or three and two. And, yeah, three and yeah, three. three. So three. they do have a good chance of possibly getting into a wild card position later on down the season. They're second in the. NFC or AFC East right now. My yeah. By so, game. you know, that could possibly happen for a playoff race. So why kind of ruin that chemistry 
And yeah, they had two, like, I think 24 plus wins against, you know, the Jets and San Francisco, whose defense is also kind of trembled at this point. But, you know, I'm glad that two was starting. You know, it was going to be his team in the future. And I did think he was the best quarterback out of this draft. You know, I thought he was better than Joe Burrow at full health. So he's still my pick for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year um, if he can't, you know, if he stays healthy and stuff like that. Joe, Joe right now has it, but um, I'm just, you know, I can't wait to see what Tua can do with uh, Miami and hopefully several years from now they can be a real team, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I like the job that Flores has been doing with the Dolphins. He He's getting his guys in. He's getting his system in. And they know how to play football, obviously. They've been playing it their entire lives. It's how, can they work together? And we'll see what happens. But I'm excited for the Tua era to officially be underway. In uh, all of their news, John Ross reportedly wants out of Cincinnati. He didn't play. I think he was reported like two snaps or so. It was very low number. He played last Sunday. We all remember John Ross. He ran the fastest sports time at the Combine, set the record there. Went insanely high just off speed alone. And he now wants to be traded. I, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. you got to probably use the word bust for how his career has gone so far. Definitely can still turn it around. He's not that old yet. But – I don't know who seeks him. Probably the Raiders because they love speed guys. But you know who knows about that. But uh, Christian, I'll start with you on this one. What was? Where do you think that John Ross could end up? Or like, what was your reaction to finding out he wants? I mean, it's John Ross. I'm not. You know, I would have been shocked if it was like if it was AJ or like Geno Atkins or you know a different player in Cincinnati. Once out of Cincinnati, like Cincinnati is just kind of you know kind of your make it kind of team, you know, because would they be able to start on any other team? Probably not, honestly. Um, but John Ross, I mean, he's a real fast dude. He was pretty good over at Washington when they were in the college playoff. Uh, getting killed by Alabama, but they were still good that year. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe Oakland decides to dip in. Maybe Green Bay because they need a number two. Um Heck, I don't know, but it's it's not going to be. Uh, you're not going to get much you're compensation. Not, like, for I, it. I, I think imagine. at best you're going to get like a fourth, you know, at best third round pick from. But I mean, yeah. he's just he's not one of those players that have like popped yet. So, you know, do you risk that? I don't know. So yeah, or like he'll get he'll hit free agency, and we'll see. Like maybe he gets so needs maybe just change the scenery is what he needs. We'll see. Dawn, what were your thought? What's your thoughts on a uh, John Ross? Uh, I don't think it's very surprising. Uh, Cincinnati's not doing very well. John Ross isn't getting any playing time. And uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I could see him going to a number of teams, but I don't know how much playing time he's going to get in the future, even if he's not on the Bengals anymore. So, And a trade that actually has gone down, and this is also a little bit caught me off guard, because we all remember Yannick Ngakwe getting traded in the offseason. But Minnesota has been struggling, to say the least, this season. And, you know, they figured, you know, we might as well help out Yang and Gokway. And, you know, who else Who else meant the Baltimore Ravens traded for him? You know, Baltimore went out and traded for Clays Campbell. They now trade for Yannick. 
they're just boasting bullshit about defense that's been I mean, they're making a run for the Super Bowl this year, so they're making all the moves they can. So I was – I think it's a great move for uh, the Baltimore Ravens, stirring up more depth in defense. And, you know, that defense has been really good. So we'll see how that works out. Christian, what was your reaction and uh, thoughts for the Ravens? Man, my, man, my pick for Minnesota being NFC North champions has really gone, has really gone down the drain. Like that, that was an awful prediction by me. But – It was a real shocker because, you know, Minnesota, you know, they did trade a little bit to get them, and then they really got nothing in return to train them back to Baltimore, just a third and a fifth-round pick. Um, Yeah, their team hasn't been really doing too hot, and I guess there's been locker room conversations of Yannick, you know, leaving Jacksonville, an awful team, to go to Minnesota, who's not much better. So going to Baltimore, I think uh, his motor will definitely – be up more and he'll definitely make an impact on our defense. And we may point this out later, but you know, with Des Bryant being signed there to the practice squad, Baltimore, it's Super Bowl or bust. You know, they they have no room for error. They have they're loaded everywhere almost. <laughs> but for uh Nagawe, oh yeah, he's gonna be a real monster under defense, I predict. Yeah. I mean, like, you mentioned Des Bryant, because the new practice squad rules, anyone can be signed regardless of how many years they've been in the league. Normally, someone was there for, like, two or three years in. And, like, you know, again, if Des shows out on the practice squad, he'll make the roster eventually. I think that's the plan. This season. Getting kind of football that's ready. That's the plan, yeah. Don, what was, yeah. what what's your reaction to the Vikings giving up on Ngakwe, giving him over to Baltimore to help them out on defense? As if they need help um, in Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Minnesota was like, hey, I'm going to help you out on defense. I'm going to give you a, a great player. Awesome. Uh, they Probably the best the offer they got anyway. Yeah, Minnesota traded a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick for this man. That was – I looked at it, I was like, why didn't you at least ask for a first-round pick? like Or a second-round pick? Why a third and a fifth? I don't know. I don't know. Um, great for Baltimore, though. Um, uh, I think that Baltimore just – I mean, I don't know. Their chances of getting to the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl just got better today. Um, yeah, like Christian said, it's Super Bowl or bust. They have by far one of the top rosters in the NFL, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, coaching – the whole nine yards, man. Um, so, uh, you guys, you guys uh, remember when uh, the Rams made all those moves in the off season, uh, twenty eighteen? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and everybody was like Super Bowl or bust. They made this is the same yeah. idea. And we also, per- I predict so, they being cap a very bad cap situation. Yeah, they're, they're in cap where they are now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. Cap hell and a pretty yeah, good yeah, yeah. It's the price you pay for. You what pay you that price when you go in and try to win. Yeah, that's why the also, NBA. Also, not to mention our quarterback took a pay yeah. cut, but that's that's not also why the NBA has the luxury tax to avoid teams from mm-hmm. spending so much and just like hogging so, everybody. But yeah, that's, they went yeah. all in, and the Ravens are going to go all in too. Um, I don't think that they'll pay everyone, but you know, I don't know what their cap situation is. They're going to have to pay Lamar eventually. And Patrick Mahomes set the set the mark for what quarterbacks should be paid, at least if you're a superstar. So yeah. 
You know how yeah, that's going to I don't think go. Lamar's getting the, he's not um, getting, he might, he's not going to get the years, but he might set the highest, like, average annual value for the contract. Mm, he won't get those years, mm-hmm. though, because, like, Mahomes is, oh, Mahomes no, is truly no. a special generation of quarterback. Yeah, no, he's not going to get 10 years. There's, no, I wouldn't even give him I'd 10 give, years. I mean, you may see him a, a slightly. I'd give him about eight. I can see a five, six, seven, maybe. I don't know. Well, again, that's yeah. speculation. That's not, they don't need yeah. to have those discussions now. Yeah, that's pretty sick. And uh, about the whole Des Bryant thing, I feel like, I feel like it could work. I don't know. I feel like I feel like more more talent the better. You know what I mean? Um, just you know, have some have some good players on the roster um, deep at certain spots or certain um, positions. So, oh, good moves today. Okay. Before we go into previewing, I do have one thing of note from last week is. I, I, I hate to do this, but, you know, I I have to just because we're all in the same boat here. All three of our favorite Dang. teams lost last week. So no, I talk about it. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. Oh, no. Well, you know, I, just, I just want to mention that because, you know, we'll, we'll be here. We're covering the good and the bad from and the ugly. You know, oh we want to reference that, Dalton. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a tough week. You... It was a very tough week. But mm. it, the matches were – Oh my! It was not really much good on paper, but the mm-hmm. only matchup that was I thought was very good was the. It was kind of basically because of how it ended, the overtime between the Titans and the Texans, because Tennessee had to go down score. I'm gonna pull this up real quick. So yeah, they're ten. T- Houston is up thirty six twenty nine. Then AJ Brown scores, and then of course when Tennessee has the ball, they know we're getting to Derrick Henry. That's the only thing I have a note from last week is. Derrick Henry also had a 94-yard run. Derrick Henry is, is the best running back in the NFL much. right now. Like, he's playing. is really good. He's the best Zeke, running back when he's Zeke, is really good. Derrick, like, I saw yeah. that where it's like, he has three 200-yard game, uh, games. The rest of the NFL since 2018 has four. Yeah, yeah the rest like, of the NFL combined has four. So, well, like you said, like yeah. Saquon and CMC have been injured all year, so like he's definitely and he was like he's definitely not surprising because we saw the Titans postseason run. I will admit I'm shocked that they're keeping has, this up. Tennis has level. also been doing good when Derrick Henry was looking great against the Bills last yeah. Tuesday. Tannehill kind of carried it. My two predictions before the year was I thought Tannehill's contract would look and it, again I cited previous. Like history in the NFL, I thought Tannehill was gonna be like Blake Bortles with his contract. You know, he makes a good run in the playoffs behind like a, another position group, like running back in this case. Bortles was that defense was really good. I thought Josh Allen could see a Mitchell Trubisky like year. Both of them have proven me wrong so far, so and I credit them. I'm happy to see everyone succeed. So Tennessee, who I didn't, I definitely didn't think they'd be one of the final undefeated teams, and we'll see how that goes. But anything else you guys want to add before we do our picks for the week? Um, I think uh, nah, Tennessee champ. is definitely on a tear. And, um, you know, they, they did kind of freak us out a little bit with all the COVID situation. And, you know, um, yeah. That Buffalo game was Yeah, but the speculation me, of them much. screwing up COVID. Uh, I, I think I said this last week, but right now, whether, you know, whatever you believe about COVID or whatnot, if it's real, fake, whatever. Uh, 
right now in this type of culture, you can't mess with that. You know, you gotta all the rules right now, especially for the next like year or two at most, hopefully two. Uh, I want to go back to not wearing a mask every mm. single second of the day. Um, but the Tennessee, hey, you know, I'll follow, follow the protocols, protocols and hopefully they don't cancel the season again. Right now. Hopefully. While we're on the topic of tennis, well, first off, right now, we're recording during Thursday Night Football. We felt like doing it a day later because of, like, prior commitments between all of us. And also, this game's a dud. Right now, it's a 7-7. Seven, seven, if they're combined 2-9-1, two, two, I'm not going to watch that football game. I mean, I have it on in the background just because I want to – I just watch football when it's on. You know, I'm excited. I'll watch basketball. If it depends. I'll watch any basketball game. Baseball regular season, I'm not – I don't watch a lot of baseball regular season, so that I probably you can't get me watching two horrible baseball teams. But football and basketball definitely watch. But while we're on the topic of the Steelers and uh, the Titans, well, especially the Titans we were talking about recently, they play the Steelers. That game is currently scheduled for one o'clock on Sunday. There was reports about it possibly being moved because they did announce a schedule change and moved Seahawks, Seahawks, and the Cardinals to Saturday or Sunday Night Football because there's reports the Bucks Raiders Raider, Raiders had some issues with uh, testing the entire O-line because one O-lineman, I believe, tested positive. Others were in close contact. So that game is who knows if that's going to be played yet. We'll see when it gets closer, but that's possible that game could be moved to Monday or Tuesday. But right now, Steelers tied in CBS, probably the Nance and Romo crew on that game. I'm going to side with Last week, I picked against Pittsburgh because I was dumb and thought the Browns were actually going to be a somewhat decent football team. I'm saying last week, we it was a bad week. We, I went one and three. The rest of you guys went two and two. I think the Steelers continue their stretch, and they take this win over the Titans just because I like the way the team is playing. Chase, Clay, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame, the rookie, has been playing – uh, he's been playing out of his mind the last few weeks, and I think that continues again. No disrespect to Tennessee. I think it's going to be a very good football game. I just think that Pittsburgh, with the experience that they have in there, I think they're a better football team. So I'm going to side with them. Dawn, what's your pick on this one? I'm going to side with you, Spence. Uh, I hope Derrick Henry has a great, day, a, a great game Excuse me for my fantasy team, but I hope but I'm picking the Steelers to win this one. Um, they showed up last week. And uh, they got by far, by far one of the better defenses in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see which which side of the ball prevails. Okay. Christian, what is your pick for? So I don't know if y'all caught this, Titans but game. Devin Bush, the inside linebacker for Pittsburgh, is actually out for the year. He has an Achilles tear. Yeah. So he, oh yeah, we didn't even mention that. For that defense. is a huge blow for Pittsburgh. Um, and Pitt's defense, you know. We, it's been historically like one of the greatest defenses ever. They're always tough. They're always well, Devin yeah, Bush being Dave out. Still like, that's going to hurt him a little bit. Um, and right now, Tennessee, the spread is they are favored by one point. And it's a pick. I mean, it really is. So, so I'm going to – I'm going to go against a crowd. I'm going to go against Tennessee just because of the Devin Bush injury. I think that's going to be huge for them. You know, you got to have tough linebackers inside to try and stop Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry 
he he's not more like an outside guy. He is a straight through. I'm going to run your butt over. So I'm going to go Tennessee. I want this to be a real good matchup. I wouldn't, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if Pittsburgh does pull off, but I, I think this is going to be a real close game. And I'm going with Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, this, okay, this is all predictions. We can always disagree. It's going to be a fun game because yeah. someone has to lose. It has to be, we have to lose an NFL undefeated team, but a game that, I mean, at least on paper sounds better is a Monday night football between the Chicago Bears and the L.A. Rams. Right now, they're giving L.A. six points favor in this game. I don't know what to make of Chicago because, like, they're 5-1, and and you got to respect the record. But their quarterback play is not the best in the world. Again, we we also, last week, we all picked the Panthers, and they won. Like, they're winning low-scoring games. Like, I'm going through it right now. They haven't scored more than 30 points. They've won games with 17 to 13 against the Giants. They've won, they lost the 1911 game to the Colts. 2019 win over the Bucks. Last week they put up 23 <laughs> and won, 23-16. They're not scoring points. In LA, we know how that offense is high flying is. Dolan obviously watches them a lot more than we do. And honestly, LA needs a bounce back from last week, that horrible showing against the 49ers. But L.A. knows how to put up points despite that one game. The Giants, man, they hold both in the low-scoring games. I'm looking at their schedules now. But I'm going to pick Dolan's Rams just because, you know, I think they're, A, a better football team, and, B, they can put up points, whereas Chicago has yet to show they can put up points. But the defense has shown they're really good, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'll I'll defer to Dalton last on this. Christian, what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, Rams, Bears, um... You know, yeah, you gotta respect Chicago being five and one, but at the same time, like I said, look at the teams they've played. You know, they're not a great team. They're not gonna blow you out. I don't think that. You know, they they got away with a lucky one in Detroit. Um, New York is New York. Atlanta is Atlanta. Uh, they're one, and you know they beat the Bucks by one because Tom Brady forgot it was fourth down. Like. Yeah. If it was like little bits and pieces that they win by. So can they really put a whole game together where they can win by more than 10 points? I don't know, honestly. So I'm going to go to Rams just because I know their history. I know what Sean McVay can do. Uh, the Rams have been pretty impressive besides Sunday Night Football. Sorry, Dalton, for saying that. But, yeah, I do think the Rams I at home, you. they're going to – uh, wreak, wreak havoc. So I think I got them Monday. Okay, okay so Dalton, we're all picking the Rams. So I'm assuming you're going to do the same. Tell us why the Rams are going to get their first win against a team that's yeah. not in the NFC East. Well, here's what I'm thinking, right? Um, well, <laughs> well, it starts with the run. It starts with the run. Okay, you got to be able to run the ball. What was the <laughs> Last week, they didn't run the ball that much in the first quarter. <laughs> and the 49ers jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. Okay. I was like, I was like yelling at my TV. I was like, run the dang ball. Because if you run the ball, then you drain clock, which means that you, you know, time possession, all the whole nine yards. You guys know how it works. Um, and plus, like, I didn't want them to go out 
you know, throwing the ball on first down, second down, third down, and if they went for it on fourth, fourth down. Like, you got to be able to have a run game first. And the 49ers were running the ball. Like, they were establishing really early that they wanted to run the ball first, throw the ball second. Um, and obviously they won the game. So, you know, the surprise for me has been the defense. Granted, it's the NFC East. But, you know, they held the Cowboys' magnificent offense to 17 points, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, and, you know, they've been playing okay. And plus this past week against the against the uh, the 49ers, they held them to three points in the second half. So, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, the Rams trying to pass the ball all the time instead of trying to – instead of, you know, trying to, like – Get some get some more rushing yards and run the ball first. I you know I would probably say that the Rams would have won the game last week, but you know obviously that didn't happen. So I think you know it starts with running the ball, and then just let Nick Foles beat you. I mean honestly, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Uh, Nick Foles, though, <laughs> uh, in the, the past few years, has played pretty well against us. I don't know. Maybe he has, like, maybe he just wants to punish us. Oh, for that's right. He was Brinkley on your but, roster. Oh, yeah. Um, He's been everywhere. Yeah. Dude. He was, yeah, he was briefly on the roster. It was like it was like, it was like 2015 or something. Uh, so, yeah, the past two years when he was on the Eagles, he was beating, he was beating us, but – you know, he's, he's definitely not on the Eagles anymore, and uh, obviously. So, you know, it should be an interesting game. I don't know I don't know why the spread is six points. I looked at it, and I was like, that's – I mean, against the Chicago's office – That's not right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick the Rams minus – I know, but, I mean, I don't know. Being a, being, a, being a Rams fan, I wouldn't even pick the Rams minus six. Like, that's – I don't know. I'd probably, probably pick mm. Chicago plus six. I think it'll be a tight – like, a very tight game. I wouldn't give – I wouldn't give the Rams a touchdown, but – you know, I'm going to pick the Rams because I think yeah. they're the better team. Uh, okay. Another matchup between uh, – this one's between two divisional teams. We have the Panthers and the Saints. And this game, the both teams are in a toss-up right now. That division seems to be wide open, right? I mean, Tampa's in the lead, but it's a wide-open division for anyone that can scoot by. And this game's going to decide it. I think it's going to be the Saints just because, like, yes, Drew Brees, you can say this has not been – a historically good year for him but i mean i'll be all good i love teddy bridgewater but that team in carolina i don't see them bouncing back from the bears loss i think even though michael thomas is having whatever hamstring it could be off the field related to the coaching staff and like communication between them because we haven't seen michael thomas play since week one so who knows what that situation is going like but i'm going to side with the saints so Donald, i'll start with you saints panthers what's your prediction You know, I don't even know. Is Michael no, Thomas going to play this weekend? I think he's right now listed out or questionable, but I think it's more likely no. Mm. But, again, that could all change, too. Well, okay. All right. Um, hmm. It would be different. I'm going to go ahead like and pick different. the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you do. I'm gonna pick the Panthers. I think they're. Oh no, I really like that they were actually competitive this entire year. So, 
And plus, I picked the sure, sure, I picked the Saints against the Chargers, but you know, the Chargers led by Justin Herbert were doing pretty well. I think Chargers were more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, I'm not, not, I'm not oh, yeah, I the had them being like really good, like year. NFC so, finalists. Um, but was, like the Raiders, the Raiders game was yeah. really big, really showing. Uh, Lions was pretty showing too. So I think they're a good team. Not a great team. Yeah. Christian, what's your thoughts on uh, St. Panthers? Who's your prediction for this for game? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm just so happy that Teddy Bridgewater is doing much better. Um, whether you're a Louisville, Kentucky fan, whatever. You got to respect, you know, Teddy's career could have actually been over, you know, with his knee imploding on himself and him doing this good. Uh, we all we all thought Carolina was probably going to be a top five pick in the draft this year. And, you know, that's still possible. But they're a competitive team. They're fighting. So I'm really liking uh, Carolina just fight right now with all this stuff going on. Um but I really like. I don't trust the Saints as much because, like I said, the Raiders game, well, the Bucks game, um, it actually could have been twenty-seven, twenty-three without the pick six, and then the Raiders that was not a great game. Packers was eh. Uh, Alvin Kamara doesn't doesn't go off. I don't think that game was real close. Lions is close. Chargers was close. Like I don't think the Saints are the Saints like we have seen in the last couple of years. Uh, I got to go with my boy Teddy B. I'm going to go Teddy Bridgewater on this one and go with Carolina winning. It's going to be a tough game, but I got them. Man, those division games, you can never – you can't count any division games out. Like, another game that I just kind of recently decided to add to the schedule because it has been flexed into Sunday night football, Seahawks and Cardinals. It, again, division games – and we all talk preseason. I believe Christian, I believe he said wild card for the Cardinals, and Dahl might have had that too as another – Cardinals have been good this year, and again, we I thought they'd be good, but I still thought they were kind of a dis not distant fourth, but I thought they were a, a the fourth best team in that division. We, I mean, right now they're listed what, second in the division, tied with the Rams. Yeah, so Cardinals for me are my first. Yeah, they're first second team. in the yeah, division. Cardinals have a fantastic. The team's been fun, and now they're getting a primetime spot with Seattle. So, and I still think Seattle wins it. I think they're going to stay undefeated. And this is what we're going to do every week from now on, because right now we're down to we're going to be down to two undefeated teams maximum next week. If we have an undefeated team, I'm going to keep putting them on a prediction sheet. We're going to basically kind of see if we can predict when they lose. And yeah. I don't see Seattle losing this week at all. I think they're going to beat the Cardinals. And I don't know, maybe ten points or so. If I had to throw a number, bad, I think it'd be. I think Arizona has been really mm-hmm. good with Cliff Dalton. You know both teams pretty well from being in the division with them, and I know you, I, I know you hate you hate that you have to give them a winner this game because you want them to just both tie or whatever, <laughs> which that's <could> beneficial. <laughs> that could be beneficial yeah. answer for that tie. But <laughs> just tell me about who is it. Who's your prediction on this game? <laughs> um, I want to pick Seattle. I'm pick Seattle. Um, the Cardinals are playing pretty well right now. I uh, can't dis- cannot discredit what they've done, um, but Seattle's mm, Seattle's doing pretty well, man. Obviously, they're five and zero. I think they're going to keep it up. Now, I will say this: Week eight, they play the Forty ers Seattle does. 
we'll they might see lose that game. To... Okay. They might lose that game because last year was – granted, last year's last year, but – both games were close up both until games the very, came very down end for I think both play. games. Like one was an overtime, so, one was the final snap of the game. Yeah. So you know, I think I think see I think San Francisco could give Seattle a run for their money. Yeah, Seattle has been I think, think that every team's done that this like year Minnesota so far. But regarding now is not yeah. a very good football team. They had the lead and almost won that game before Russ started cooking and DK went off. So exactly. Right. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Seahawks. Uh, and plus, I hope they win because if the Rams win and the Cardinals lose, then yeah. they the Rams obviously have a game yeah. lead on the Cardinals. Christian, so what's your you thoughts on uh, this game? Who's your winner? So, the Seattle Seahawks are, you know, they're 5-0 besides Tennessee and uh, Pittsburgh are undefeated. They have only won by uh, at least two scores only once, and that was against Atlanta. Five against New England, seven against Dallas, uh, eight against Miami, one against Minnesota. So, you know, they come in the clutch where, you know, they win the game. If it's a close one, they come out and win. But Arizona, and even though it's against Dallas, they really put on a show against the Cowboys. Um, You know, they beat, you know, they played some weak teams, you know, Detroit, they lost by three. Carolina, they lost by ten. So, how much can you really trust them? I have Seattle winning, but Arizona, they may come into a little groove right now. So, I, I really hope it's a really good game. But I got Seattle by at most like ten. Yeah, and that's good. And then another game that right now is scheduled for Sunday at four. Although it's looking like it might be. Flux into a Monday or maybe even another Tuesday football game. Who knows? But it's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the now Las Vegas Raiders. So we got three words to say: Tampa Bay Bucks or Las Vegas Raiders. A three v three game. That's a rarity in these game these leagues. But I mean, I'm gonna go mm. side with uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. That showing last week against Green Bay was. I, I mean, no one. I didn't think they win by that much. Right, I mean, right, I think now, I, now we're quiet. Now we quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll roast me every time the Patriots lose the game anyway. So I don't think about the one time the Packers lose <laughs> by twenty-eight. Oh, I'm fine. It's fine. Man. It's all good. Thirty-eight minus ten is twenty-eight. It was twenty-eight. Yeah, thirty-eight to ten. Oh, I didn't. I didn't oh, know. It, it was. I watched. We scored the first ten points of the game and then thirty-eight unanswered. So. Yay. Bro, uh, we learned a lot about yeah, and I, 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 I like before, I'm just so we'll talk that. about that in a minute. Vegas has been good. They did beat Kansas City, the only team to do it so far. But I, I got to go with the Buccaneers. I mean, I, get, I think Tom just – he has history with uh, the Raiders and Gruden. Obviously, Dane Buck back to his first playoff game, the infamous tuck rule game. So, he has history with the Raiders. So, and, you know, Tom, that office is clicking now, it seems. And I don't see it being really close that much, honestly. I think but both teams are really good, and you've got to respect your opponents. Dalton, what's your prediction for Bucks raiders I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think, uh, I think now Tom Brady and that offense, they're, they're of course, hitting on all cylinders. And um, defense is pretty good. Todd Bowles has done a terrific job. And... Uh, yeah, 
I don't know, man. Bucks might make it out of the NFC. I don't know. Now, somebody was it you, Christian, or somebody? I mean, said that we mentioned the, it at before, least before, as like, a possibility. The of the year. Yeah, but I don't think it will. Yeah, our prediction yeah. was before we saw mm. anything. Like, and Tennessee yeah. kind of struggled starting off just with you know chemistry yeah. issues and everything. But we all thought Tampa Bay could be in the NFC title game, but not uh, make it that far. But yeah, we'll just see. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian, what's your prediction for Bucks Raiders? Um, and by the way, before I do that, so this game actually may get moved from like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. The entire starting offensive line is uh, rumored to all have COVID. I didn't think it was they all had COVID. I saw they were on their list because they oh were like gosh. in close contact. Yeah, so of course it is a, it is possible they could all have COVID. Hopefully it's not that severe. Yes. But. If if that's the case where like three of the five offense starting offensive linemen are out, then I think Las Vegas is done for real. Uh Las Vegas is a tough team. You know, they did beat Kansas City, which is, you know, the only team to do that since November. So you gotta give credit to that. So Las Vegas are going to be a tough team for sure, but you know I got I got Tampa Bay all the way. Can't believe I'm going to say that, but yeah, I got Tampa winning this game. That about wraps <laughs> it up for me. I have nothing to conclude with football related news. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap the show up? No, okay. okay yeah, I'm good. I mean, right now the score is a uh, ten to seven Philadelphia in. Gosh, that division's oh, – I, I'm right now rooting for that division to just have whatever the worst possible outcome is. I guess three wins would be a minimum you'd have to get. Whatever the worst possible outcome <laughs> is for a division winner, I want that. I want them to lose every game except to each other. That's how, that's how I feel. Well, the prediction of the NFC is like yeah. – I think it's like close to like mm-hmm. six games is a prediction. Six, seven like, wins. I mean, Six and ten, and it, like if that doesn't tell you, that's like you've got to cut division. You got the division now because the NFC yeah. West is the best division in football by a mile. Like mm. you could seriously be a ten and team in the NFC West and not make it. Okay, I think the NFL. My stance on that is you play your division teams twice. You got six games against division opponents, and you're gonna tell me that like those six games, if if everyone misses the playoffs, those are essentially meaningless games. I think you gotta have a, at least. I don't know if you should host the playoff game, but I do think a playoff spot is warranted for winning your division. Same like baseball. If you're if you're under five hundred and you win your division, you should not host a playoff game. Okay, again, NBA used to have the rule where if you won your division, you were guaranteed a top four spot. But there was like an instance where Boston was like the four seed because they won the Atlantic division, but they were the road team in the series, so like a five seed because the five seed had a better record. Yeah. And that's how I think it should be. And then NBA also did away with it. NBA is also the only sport where division winners essentially is meaningless because they don't care if you win the division. Those are like the mean, most meaningless divisions in any sport, really, because it's like one eight seeded based on how you do against everyone else. Sure. Yeah, that's a little mini rant for the end of the show. But as always, subscribe to our yeah, subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> always enjoy Feedback, it. Always encourage. Feel free to share it. I'm Spencer Brown, and I'm Christian Ernst. I'm Dalton Thank you Bishop. for enjoying another episode of Out of Bounds and enjoy the rest of your day.